0: Hey, revolutionaries, and welcome to another episode of the Reparenting Revolution podcast. My name is Sami Sadicario, and I am your host and leader. This podcast is all about the healing of the collective through the healing of the individual. This is for the creative dreamer, the change maker, the light worker, the neurodivergent, the awakened, the wild, and the hungry. The liberators, the dreamers, and the renaissance bringers. My intention for this podcast is to bring you actionable tools, tips, and methodologies for creating internal micro-revolutions and identity shifts in order to create the massive revolutionary shift we need in this world on a macro level. This revolution I am campaigning is one of mental health. It is about doing the real work to face our traumas, get out of victim mentality, and into self-responsibility and heal the wounded inner child within all of us. It is creating revolutions within ourselves to become the light we wish to see. This is The Reparenting Revolution. Thank you so much for being on today's episode, Jamie. I am so excited to have you.
1: Me too. Thanks for having me. I'm excited also. Yes. So I'm
0: going to ask you the same question I ask everybody who comes on to this podcast, and we'll see where things go. What is your revolution?
1: Oh, gosh. How do I narrow that down? Because I feel like I've had many revolutions, you know? Um, Probably, I guess the biggest thing that revolutionized me was um, a traumatic birth I experienced with my son 10 years ago. And the healing process, I guess it wasn't the birth itself. It was more of my motivation to get myself better and my healing process, the uh, journey of self-discovery, finding my personal power, finding my voice led me to my divorce, um, recognizing a situation that wasn't working for me and having the strength and courage to get out of it. And I mean, it just led me to where I am today. So I would say that's my Um, revolution.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. And you revolutionized that. And we're able to heal that through writing.
1: Yes. Yes. Writing is a huge part of my life.
0: Yes. And which is something you and I, what, what we connected over and something you and I have in common and guide people through using writing as a healing modality. Yeah. Um, So powerful. How how did you find that? How did you find the written word as a healing?
1: Um, how did I find it as a healing? Um, I've always actually kind of innately had it. It's been like journaling has been a big part of my life. Um, gosh, since I was a kid and I even knew that journaling was a thing. Um, Always loved reading, always loved writing stories for fun and being creative. Um, But yeah, that actually journaling was a huge tool for my healing process after my son was born. And using that tool was like such a huge catalyst for a lot of healing and for a lot of personal awakening. So yeah, it was just kind of through personal experience that I discovered how powerful the written word is. Amazing. And then your
0: second book is all about how you took that, those, you know, those that journaling and turned it into a fiction novel.
1: Yes. Transcend your story. Uh, The first story I wrote was the transcendent about a girl who crosses people over to the other side if they're dying alone. It took a lot of elements from my traumatic birth experience without actually writing about a birth. And it took elements of my grandma's passing, which I did write about that. Um, But everything that I learned and everything that I experienced, I transformed it into a completely different physical experience with a lot of the same emotional experiences for my characters. And that was a huge catharsis in and of itself where I didn't have to relive what I physically went through, but I got to revisit a lot of the emotions and make sense of them and further heal them and use them to kind of tell a new story and to help enlighten others. So yeah, Transcend Your Story is my second nonfiction book that I wrote, Uh, just came out this past November and which was last month. Um, And it is about basically but I just explained that um, you can take pieces of your personal story and metaphorically transform them into um, into a a completely unique story in a way that enlightens and inspires and entertains and also heals. I
0: love that for so many reasons. One being I am all about turning your mess into your message. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Well that's <laughs> what we're doing here. Let's turn this mess into the message and I've got a whole big mess and I am ready for the message. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> well, and what I love about your style is many people take their mess and put it into a memoir. I mm. took it and put it into a business, right? Um into yeah. a coaching business and now into a copywriting business. And you turned it into a fiction novel and then you're teaching people how to do the same, which is so cool.
1: Yes, I think there are so many unique and cool ways that we can take our mess and turn it into something, turn it into Mm -hmm. something cool. I met somebody who has done that through interpretive dance. You know, she took her own personal mess and dances her way through it and choreographs dances like that's so neat. Like there are so many abundantly creative ways that we can. Yeah, I love what you said. Turn your mess into a message. Exactly that.
0: (laughs) Noted. That will stay on my branding. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, speaking of mess, one thing that you and I, we gab about all the time is, is our anger at the shenanigans of the world right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked extensively about our views about the dystopia and what we're seeing, what we're seeing in real life, how the, books the novels that we read as kids are being reflected in today's shenanigans feels like the best like most moderate word right that seems like a good word yeah i would agree right? um because i i do want to be sure that like we're in, we're including all sides of the aisle on this so, like mm-hmm. let's look at this objectively we were given these we were pushed these novels i mean i you're years older than me but like i sat at barnes and noble on the floor at Barnes and Noble, reading these sci-fi fantasy dystopia novels for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> while all the girls were like chasing boys and I was reading like a nerd. I so... can relate
1: to that. I was a big avid reader <laughs> all the time.
0: <laughs> what is your favorite dystopia novel?
1: Uh, Hunger Games. Mm. Yeah. Yikes, we can <laughs> start there. <laughs> Gosh, this is pretty <laughs> intense. I'm And I'm generally not a dystopia reader, I usually like things that are more lighthearted, but man, that one sucked me in and got me thinking and, and I've used it a lot to kind of take a look at the world objectively too. So yeah, that'd be a good place to start.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give a little breakdown of what predictive programming is for our, for our listeners. And then I want you to jump right back in there. Perfect. So for those of you who are listening, we're going to be talking about predictive programming. It is a theory that the government and publishers and the deep state, if you will, all the peoples in power are using fictional movies, books, TV as a mass brainwash, really, to make us more, more accepting of future planned events. So one that flies around a lot as like the zombie apocalypse. Like in the past 20 years, we've been handed so many movies and so many TV shows about the zombie apocalypse. Why is that? Why are these the things that are being funded? Why are these the things that are being pushed? What are the stories they're trying to tell us? And there are several, I, I talk about this a lot with my friends because I'm, You know full in uh, on the predictive programming theory i've totally i'm like yep that's what's happening because i also have experienced it in my personal life the way it manipulates me and i'm very aware of how words manipulate obviously being a writer and uh, i have other friends who have you know we we go deep on this subject and Mm. discuss how when we live in the programming we're letting them win because we're leaning into the fear And all that, that predictive programming really is, is to program us with fear. So we're more easily manipulated. So all those, those things might not be coming true. Us just even believing it and leaning into it and being fearful of it. They win.
1: Fear is one of the most disempowering emotions, vibrations, whatever you want to call it. That is the one thing that will completely strip you of your power. Absolutely. And how does that relate to Hunger Games? Like, that's the story of Hunger Games, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's the government using fear tactics to manipulate their people. And it took one person to recognize that she didn't want to be in fear anymore. And it was a courageous act that she took to stand up against a fear. You know, when she wanted, it was more important to her to protect her sister than the fear. And she overcame the fear because of love. And that's one of the biggest things that stands out to me the most, too, is fear and love are polar opposites of each other. And where love is, fear can't exist. When we lack love, fear can creep in. I love that. Where love is, fear can't
0: exist. How would we translate that, you know, for one word gating gaming that? Where love is, fear can't exist. What happens if we take out the can't? Um, where love is, fear perishes. Where where <laughs> love is fear dies? <laughs> fear is nothing. Fear is nothing, right? Yeah, I'm gonna play with that because you know me, I want to get the negations out of everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what are you seeing? I mean, I've all the time I'll read something and I'll be like, oh, this is this is Hunger Games. How are you not seeing that? What are you seeing in today's dystopia that's reflected through Hunger Games?
1: Um Honestly, there have been times where I've thought that um, like the dystopian creation or portrayal of the world of Hunger Games is, is almost kind of just like an exacerbated version of what we have going on today. And I really feel like it's up to us to decide how we want to view the world today. Do we want to view our world as a dystopia to that extent you know, can we use this as a warning? Can we use this as, um, as healing? Uh, one thing that really stands out the most to me was when uh, Hamish was sending that parachute down of the ointment for Katniss. And it got me thinking, because there was a situation um, not too long ago that I felt like the universe sent me a little parachute. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, we are, this isn't, the Hunger Games isn't, an, isn't a warning of times to come the hunger games is a current events we are in the arena right now i am katniss you are katniss like we are we are in the arena and we can either choose to keep waving our swords and throwing our arrows and all that if we want or we can choose to hide and camouflage ourselves or we can choose to make allies and see through the corruption and find ways beyond the arena, and we're being sent parachutes all the time to help us through. Yes.
0: (laughs) Excuse me, listener. Sorry for that. (laughs) I just got so excited. <laughs> I've been sitting no, on
1: back you, Sammy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much when I started this podcast, I knew that this episode was coming. This has been <laughs> something I talk about all the time. Okay, so we are in the arena. and another way that we're in this arena is through is the way that we're all being pitted against each other. Absolutely. So important. that lesson is huge that we're being pitted against each other. And yeah. just as you said, like we can hide or we can make
1: allies. Yeah. And we can outsmart them to push through it, just like Katniss and Peeta did at the end of the first one. Mm, By standing together. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what they did. They stood together and standing together in an alliance with each other outsmarted when they were supposed to kill each other. You know, that's just it. It's like, we've got two sides of everything going on. We've got left and right, we've got red and blue, and we've got everything pitted against each other. We are in such a huge polarity right now. And it's like we're all just people and we all may see things a little differently from each other but it's like it's like they want us to try to kill each other. It's that's like exactly man, what they, they want. Stand together that's... and threaten to eat the berries.
0: <laughs> One of my current theories is that they're going to is that that's what they want. They want us to kill each other off. You know, because mm-hmm. in America the biggest the biggest thing I hear in this country is oh what's happening in Australia isn't going to happen here because we uh, have guns. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm like, one, they have bigger guns. Two, by they, I mean the government. If you've ever been to a protest where the National Guard shows up, which I did last year and saw that happen firsthand, was like, this is not okay, you will know that they they have bigger guns. So there's that. And two, then there's also the predictive programming of things like the purge, which freaks me out.
1: (laughs) That is, I'll be honest, a subject I'm not familiar enough with to have a conversation so enlighten okay. me and your listeners if you well want.
0: you know me i'm just like deep on this thought process so all everything i watch i'm like hmm, how is this programming me mm-hmm. how is this tv programming me and it's important to note that the way that television exists is meant to program and brainwash. It drops us into our alpha alpha waves, which makes us more susceptible to manipulation. Mm -hmm. That's ads are all written. (laughs) Trust me, I'm going deep on ads right now, folks. They're all written (laughs) with a way to tap into certain parts of your emotional systems so that it literally changes the way you think. So everything I watch, I watch through the lens of what could this be? Yeah. Um, And even the way we look up at the TV, activates a certain part of our nervous system. Mm. And that has to do with the history of like, so back in the day, and I'm totally gonna butcher this story, but that's fine. Um, Back in the day when people would stand on a soapbox to give information, Mm -hmm. to perform, to give information, um, they would do it at dawn and dusk. So that when people were looking in the way that the light hits their eyes, it made them more susceptible to the information. So it's the same way that we look at TV now.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And I wanted to point out to something I think that makes you special and people like us special is the fact that we have been manipulated before. We have been under that shroud of brainwashing and we saw it and we worked our asses off to overcome it and we overcame it. And I think now we and people who have all been in that place before who have been manipulated and brainwashed by somebody or some system of indoctrination or what have you, and then recognized it and healed from it, you know, that's the biggest thing too, you know, you did your healing work, I did my healing work, in all the different ways that the brainwashing has happened. And that puts us in this place where it's like, I'm watchful of it now. Like, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to get caught up in that again. And now I'm very hyper aware. Of when those red flags pop up, of more brainwashing. Yeah. So I think that I think people who have been brainwashed and manipulated, but haven't woken up to it or haven't done the healing to overcome what they had been through are going to continue to get manipulated and brainwashed. Mm, such a
0: key point. That if we haven't done that work, then we'll still continue to stay in the brainwashing. Yeah. Um, and the brainwashing, once again, listeners, for people who don't know, um, the brainwashing that Jamie's talking about, in my experience, was being with a narcissist, and it was a it was a complete brainwash. Like I would yeah. talk like him, I would act like him, everything. I people were like, you don't sound like you. And so when I woke up from that and healed from that, I was able to pull myself and recognize the narcissism happening in our country, in our world.
1: It's, really. it's Yeah, it's all the exact same thing on that small scale and large scale because yeah, my experience with a with a narcissist was the same. I mean, it was a short period of time, thank God. And I was mm-hmm. free enough in my, my sense of self that I was able to catch it in about a two year time span to do something about it and get out of it. But man, for that time frame, I was pretty sucked in and it was, it, it was, it got pretty bad. And now I, I definitely recognize it It's like, oh my gosh, I got loved, love bombed. Oh, you know, I, I care about you. I want what's best for you. So you should listen to me. How, is, how are we not being told that right and left all the time? Oh, I care about you. This is for your own good. This is for your health. This is for your safety. This is for everybody else's safety. You're doing such a good thing to look out for everyone else's safety and health and well-being by doing what we say you know, the gaslighting, it's like, man, something doesn't add up to this, but don't question, make sure you don't, don't question. The more you're stifled from asking questions about things that don't quite add up in your head, the more you start thinking you're crazy. Like, am I crazy Mm -hmm. for thinking this? All these other people are, are doing this thing that they're being told to do. And I don't, I don't know that I feel right, but if I'm not, if I'm the only one that's not doing it, then maybe I'm crazy.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. The gaslighting is so, it's so pervasive. You know, when I look at just, just look, let's look at the propaganda alone, right? We can go back to uncle Sam, like, I want you, you know, and let's relate that to here of do your part and the gaslighting there's like, you are doing good for other people by sacrificing yourself. And that's really terrifying because then we have the, we have passionate, good humans who just want to do good for the world and want to give. And they're just virtue signaling mm-hmm this is Absolutely. all virtue signaling like i'm doing i'm doing my part it's it's for the good of society but we're not looking five to ten years down the line of what the good of society is and we're not looking at the whole picture of is this really
1: is this yeah. really the answer honestly i feel like we've just got a bunch of children that we're dealing with you know children can't see into the next 10 years they're incapable of that the part of the brain hasn't developed yet i feel like we've got a whole bunch of like a whole society of little children who are like instant gratification minded and what I, I wanna I want to do the thing right here, right now, and don't even have the mental capacity to be able to see what the long-term effect is going to be of your decisions today. That's just such a mic drop, mic
0: drop. Take <laughs> <pick> two. That's <laughs> such a mic drop moment for the reparenting revolution. Mm that's what this is that's what this is that's That's why we're here that's why we're having this conversation yep so thank you i feel very seen (laughs) right now jamie um (laughs) so some other books that are showing up oh recently this is a really interesting predictive programming moment for me i watched twilight Ooh. i
1: never was like too deep into it but
0: i know the general story holy moly Jamie I well that was like my main novel when I was a middle schooler I read the first book 16 times in seventh and eighth grade
1: like I just I was with Harry Potter (laughs) yeah so it was Harry
0: Potter and Twilight for me at the same time yeah but I was going through the same feelings that Bella was going through and she was being abused by a narcissist So I was watching Twilight recently and I was like, oh my God, the things that she said are things that I said in that relationship. Mm. Holy moly, this programmed me to think that that was okay and that I would win in the end and that love would win and I would just turn into the, you know, the tough person
1: I'm supposed to be in order to be with him. What? Mm. Duh. Gosh. And how many people like, look how popular that series got. Like how many people are in the exact same boat to think it's okay for a man to talk to you that way. And it's okay to think of yourself the way that she thought of herself and to respond the way that she did, that that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's and not once okay. once again, this is
0: for your own good. This is for your own good. Like that's what he's telling her the whole time. This is for your own good. And I, I believed it.
1: And I was like, holy crap. I was programmed for this. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's well. Yeah, we got to unprogram, so unprogram,
0: unlearn. <laughs> but first step is like recognizing another one that, and we talked about this for a minute on one of our other chats. Um, Pretties and uglies. Did you ever read those books? No, I never did. Okay, so mm. basically, uglies like you're a kid and you are, you know, human, and you're not pretty until you get all of this genetic modification. Hmm. And you, they're like looking up to that world of like wanting to be a pretty. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I was all, and I went home for Thanksgiving and where I'm from, it's like Botox is huge down there. And there's nothing wrong with that except like, you know, I personally think you're supposed to look older as you get older. That's my own personal opinion.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm also a granola health nut. Uh, and I just kept remembering like, oh, this is, like even though it's not my version of pretty, like that is their version. Yeah, because they are like, oh, I'm supposed to want to be genetically modified. Is probably the wrong word, but I'm gonna use it because <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> uh... isn't that what's and happening want... to us right now? <laughs> yes.
0: And it's just showing up everywhere. So what else, what else are you seeing in show up in society?
1: Well, I mean, something I wanted to point out too with that uh pretties and uglies that you know, all the people who think that they need to look like the cover of Sports Illustrated or Victoria's Secret models. You know, I feel like that's just a reflection of a lack of self-love or that desire to not look old as you get older, as though looking old is an ugly thing. Like, okay, yeah, your skin's not as tight as it was and firm as it was when you were younger, but why why have we all accepted that that's ugly? And accepting yourself for all of the stages and, that you, and cycles that you go through throughout your life is a reflection of self-love. You have to love yourself as you journey through life. So it just, yeah, it's just frustrating that people strive to look like something they're not based on something that they see as socially acceptable pretty and
0: what a great transition to talk about Mm self-love you know how once again we're being gaslit with this idea of self-sacrifice
1: yeah yeah I'm. I'm also curious. Like back to whenever you asked about what other books I've been finding myself kind of like psychoanalyzing all the movies I've been watching. Unfortunately, I haven't really gotten to read a whole lot of books lately. But uh, what is your opinion? Because I have gone down this rabbit hole before. What is your opinion on Disney? Ooh,
0: I had a feeling you were going to bring up either Marvel or Disney.
1: I'm going to bring up Marvel too. <laughs>
0: You know, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole yet of Disney's influence, and I'd be very curious who Walt Disney hung out with.
1: I'm um, not 100% sure, but I've definitely come across some different theories and rumors. And yeah, there's so much out there. Please, I'd love to know. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of like the, you know, I hate to call them conspiracy theories. I really, really want to just trash the conspiracy theory term. like. You know, I could be called a conspiracy theorist. So it's like, just because I question the narrative, I'm considered a conspiracy. Am I not allowed to ask questions? If something doesn't make sense to me in my head, I can't ask for clarity. I can't ask for questions about it. So that makes me bad. I hate the word that's... conspiracy theorist. Cause that's what, that's what that means. So anyway, you know, asking my questions and being curious. You come across like Monsters, Inc. comes to mind, you know, and I I don't know how deeply you want to go into that dark, dark world, but it, you know, whenever you start going down those dark, dark rabbit holes, it really adds up as Monsters, Inc. is all about let's terrify the children and collect their screams to power our world. Like, yep. uh, What? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) However, The ending turns out to be, hang on a second, joy and laughter is more powerful than fear. And they end up getting the kids to laugh to power their world, because that generates more energy. So I'm like, okay, so people are knocking Disney because it's, you know, full of bad guys trying to program us to believe and to accept this dark, dark world. When in reality, or is it reality? I don't know. In my opinion, I'm looking at those endings and I'm like, I want to choose to be programmed to believe that love and laughter is more powerful and generates more energy than fear does, which is what I got out of that movie. So I'm confused as to how I want to take it. (laughs) I don't know that Disney's the bad guy. You know, they just came out with the movie soul. Have you seen that? And not just in the last year or so.
0: Oh, I I did see it. That's with where he goes to find his, his dad's.
1: Uh, no, he soul? no no he dies. The main character dies in the beginning of the movie, which I love that stuff. Call me morbid, but I'm like he just fell down a manhole and died. <laughs> anyway, so his soul goes on, and he and this other soul, who's very very reluctant to go to Earth for her various reasons, they end up winding up back in Earth. He's I guess he didn't technically die because he's on um, life support at the hospital. They go back, but he goes into the cat's body and the other soul goes into his body. And I won't give away too much, but basically the end of the story is the meaning of life. Mm. It's the meaning of life. Like everyone wonders what we're doing here. The whole reason we're here is to be here. Just that's it. We're just supposed to just be here. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to experience, we're supposed to learn, we're supposed to grow, we're just supposed to be. How often are we so... Sorry,
0: (laughs) I get excited. No, please. No, please continue.
1: (laughs) I was just gonna say if Disney's the bad guy, why are they sharing that kind of enlightenment? Well, I think it's up to us to choose, and that's part of this matrix idea, right? Mm -hmm. That's part
0: of that's part of it is that they're gonna feed us everything and we have to get to, can, could choose. Yeah. And you know, you can, we can take it however we want and we can try to predict all of the different rabbit holes. That's what's happening, all the different, you know, the, the term conspiracy theory also bugs me for many reasons. One, there is a conspiracy. Um, two, <laughs> <laughs> well, one, because like, what's another word for conspiracy plan mm-hmm. and agenda. Um, agenda. And people say to me, like, you really think they're smart enough to have an agenda? Yeah, this is the same yeah. people who've been in charge since
1: Christ. Like, come on, Of course, um, same families. Yeah, they're evil geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, I don't like, like, believe that we're not geniuses.
0: <laughs> yes, you're just as smart as they are. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to be. Um, yeah. And right. And also the term conspiracy theorist was developed by the CIA. Like it was purposely put into our minds in order to keep us from asking questions and getting curious. Why is that? Why did they do that? And this is where it's really difficult, I would say, to have conversations with people who label everything as a conspiracy theory, because it's, and this is where I'm continuously learning and growing and, you know, like getting off my high horse. Um, and it's part of, it, this is just part of my journey because I just get so frustrated because to me it's so obvious.
1: Yes, I'm the same. It, it's, it's hard not to get frustrated. Like, how are you not seeing this, you guys? <laughs>
0: Well, it's scary. It's hard. I mean, when I was with the narcissist, I didn't want to see outside of that bubble. I was like, no, this is what I want. This is the truth I'm holding on to because I have to hold on to it. And if it changes, everything will fall apart. And yeah, a lot might feel like it will fall away if you allow yourself to see the the plans and the conspiracies and the fact that on our political teams and in our high-level marketing including the marketing coming from Fauci. And if you think that he's not a marketer, like, come on. They have psychoanalysts on board. They have the best psychoanalysts to manipulate us. Like that's, they're, they're literally people in charge of how can we manipulate the population to do what we want. That's a job description. So how could we possibly ignore that that's the case?
1: Well, that's what they teach you in any kind of sales. Get any kind of a job in sales and they're going to teach you how to manipulate people. I've had mm-hmm. plenty of experience with that you know, there's been a couple different type of sales jobs that I've interviewed for or, ex- or dabbled in or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. So this is how you speak to a person's pain. And this is how you get them sucked in. So then you can, and this is how you word this, 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 and this, and then boom, you've got them as a customer and you sold them. And it's like, and the way it was always portrayed to me always felt icky. And I understand because it's like, okay, we do need to you know, develop our own businesses. But man, that's a manipulation tactic, black and white. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's where
0: I've said, oh, I'm supposed to be a copywriter because I'm so deep in studying manipulation on a, a macro level mm-hmm. that I can use these tactics for good. I can use these tactics to promote health and loving Absolutely. yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yes, we can turn this whole thing against them. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Katniss and PETA eating the berries. Yes. Coming together. And y'all, that's scary.
0: It's scary. It's scary to jump out of our comfort zone. It's scary yeah. to have self-responsibility.
1: Lean into that fear. Yeah. Trust yourself. Know that you're capable and powerful enough. You are.
0: Mm. Heck yeah. Yeah. So cool. Mm. In terms of, you know, Marvel and and Disney You know, I do wonder what side of the aisle they're on. And I think that it doesn't really matter. I think the whole point is for us to think for ourselves and to create the aisle. Like as long as we think that there's an aisle, they win.
1: That was my biggest takeaway from The Eternals. I don't know if you've gotten to see that yet and it's really new. So I don't want to give any spoilers out, but I loved how conflicted I felt (laughs) through that whole movie towards towards the middle to the end of it, especially. It's like, is the bad guy the bad guy? I'm not really sure if this guy's really bad. Like, I really understand where he's coming from. And I understand the conflict that he's putting everybody else, like he's putting the Eternals in. Not really sure what's right or wrong here. I still don't. To the, I still, like, the movie's over, and I still am not really sure if the bad guy really was the bad guy. I don't think he was. I just think he had his idea of how things need to be and was doing what he needed to do to get them. And it conflicted with a certain other person and person, people's idea of the way things need to be and the ultimate decision-making part in the end was based on following her heart. She didn't know. I don't think she really knew what was right or wrong either. She just knew what her heart was saying and that's what she went for. Hmm. And I'm like, yes, that's what it's all about. You guys, listen to your heart. Don't listen to what you're being manipulated into or brainwashed into or what the powers that be are trying to tell you, (laughs) listen to you. You're the power that be. So
0: one of the biggest questions I can imagine people having right now, and this is because this is one that I had is, okay, but how? Like when people would say, trust your gut, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how. So in my head, right?
1: Well, and after you you feel like your gut, your gut or your heart has led you astray so many times, you wonder if you really can trust it. Is it really speaking the truth to me? Or am I just going to get sucked into a bad situation again?
0: Am I gaslighting myself right now?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so many questions. One of the biggest things I learned was, because um, I, I had that, that question after breaking away from the manipulation I was experiencing from the narcissist. And I, w- I had those exact same fears, like, how do I know how to listen to my heart? And my friend said that because of your experience with the narcissist, he honed your radar, your radar mm. stronger. Now, you know what this feels like, you know what you do and don't want, and you will know how to see it next time now. Because of that experience, so trust that you learned your lessons.
0: Brilliant, and whichever lessons you haven't learned will keep showing up.
1: Mm -hmm. Very good point. That is so true. (laughs) So yeah, for the people that keep wondering, like, why does this keep happening to me? The same thing over and over and over, because you haven't learned a lesson yet. (laughs) Because you're still welcoming it in.
0: That because I'm still welcoming it in.
1: Yeah, we have our ways of doing that. Yeah, it takes a while.
0: Yeah, it takes time and doing, mm-hmm. putting in the work. And as you said, we want instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. So like we expect overnight to be healed. Like I wanted so badly to, to feel better from the hollowness. And you know, it's interesting. The, when I said that earlier about feeling the same things as twilight, it's so true. The way I, I describe like how I felt in the, in the abusive situation, it was like, there was a hollowness in my chest and my throat. Mm. And it was so empty and yet like full of something. And that's exactly how I felt when reading the second book in the Twilight series when Edward disappeared. And I had to like skip through those pages because I was like, when is he coming back? I remember feeling hollow and empty. I remember sitting in my bedroom crying over this freaking book. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> the same feeling. Wow, that just landed really hard. Yeah, that's intense. And how crazy that another person can create a hollow, empty feeling in you like that. Like we're in charge of filling those voids ourselves. People are supposed to be part of our lives to complement us, not fill us or complete us.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And we can do that. One of the ways we can fill ourselves is with creativity and writing.
1: Yeah, that is a great
0: way. There's so many ways. So what are some... What do you have coming up that my listeners could know about?
1: I am actually, I'm taking some breathing room for myself right now because I was burning the candle at many ends, not just the both ends. I was everywhere for a while. Um, but in as of now, my plan is for late March, early or late February, early March. I will be creating a course that is going to help guide aspiring authors to create their own. a fiction story based on their own personal healing journey. So somebody who's been through a trauma, somebody who's been, who's been through a dark night of the soul and has done the healing work from it, but wants to process it further. And also wants to take that story and go on to inspire others with it on their, their own healing journeys. Um, this course is going to be for them. I'm going to take a lot of the first part of it to really explore what your experience was, how you healed, and celebrate how you healed, like really take a look at the work that you did, and the person that you've become because of it, and to celebrate that person too, and congratulate yourself on that hard, hard work, and then set the stage for um, the process of taking a look at your metaphors, taking a look at how different elements of your healing journey correlate to some made up fictional world that you can just have creative freedom with, and then diving into the catharsis the fun the exploration and the development of a fiction novel for the aspiring author beautiful and if you
0: want to get started on that process now that is what jamie's second book is all about so yes. where can readers or where can listeners become your readers and buy yeah. transcend your story
1: I am on Amazon. It's "Transcend Your Story: A Guide to Transforming Your Inspirational Your Healing Journey into an Inspirational Novel" by Jamie Christine. Uh, you can find that on Amazon as well as the Transcendent. I highly recommend if you're a fiction reader to read the Transcendent first because Transcend Your Story is full of spoilers because I tell the whole story <laughs> of how how I created the Transcendent. So yeah, both can be found on Amazon. And beautiful. pretty much anywhere you can find it on barnes and noble books a million you know wherever you like goodreads wherever you like to get your books from ah, so exciting Thanks.
0: so is there anything else that you would like to share with our fellow revolutionaries
1: gosh we covered a lot of bases today i feel really good about the information but of course i could go on for hours about all the subjects we just grazed the surface of <laughs>
0: yeah for real super yeah. grazed
1: yeah <laughs> Oh, cool. well, thank you. As always, Jamie, it's a pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure chatting with you as always, too. I loved this.